welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a video game podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. This is episode 29. I'm Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today we have Casey Cool. Hello, hello. And friend of the show, master of Discord, Dr. The Zubat. Hello. It's actually no the, it's actually just Dr. Zubat. I don't yeah, know well, I wasn't going to call you out on that. I'm going to call him Doctor for short. It's hard because Doctor and I have known each other since we were young lads. Since you were little Zubats? Exactly. When he was just Zubat before he was Dr. Zubat, yeah. I mm-hmm. knew him when mm-hmm. he was in the dark cave of a uh, moon tunnel. Childhood. Mm-hmm. But Shelby, you left off the most important part, and that's number Which one is. fan. This is true. Ooh, show. This is true. I did leave off that. Number one fan. Now, have you got the tattoo yet? Because that's <laughs> how you really seal the deal. Uh, yeah, you know, it's been hard, uh, given the lockdown. So mm, it's true. Tattoo artists are, are you doing prison? St- you can do prison style, get a pin, do it yourself. I believe <laughs> no, in you. I like you guys too much for that. You guys need the real meal deal. So I don't know if you okay. read the fine print, but it has to be a face tattoo. Oh. oh, I thought it would be on his abs. More like a thug life, like number one fan type thing across. It just says number one fan. It doesn't say the <laughs> yeah. show. doesn't say what. It just says number one fan. And then people would be like, oh, to what? What is he? And then that's where the conversation, it's a conversation. Exactly. Really. That's yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. a wonderful way to go. Like, did you know I'm your number one fan? And then you just lift up your shirt and boom, there you go. You're good for any occasion. Yeah. Think about how many clubs you could get into if you just walked up and showed him your number one fan abs. It'd be intense. Wait, who are you showing that to? The bouncer? Yeah, exactly. You're like, hey, did oh. you know? Boom. I think that wouldn't. I don't get think you that's going to go the way yeah, you expected. I'm, I'm with doctor here. Okay. Well, apparently you guys haven't gotten to a lot of clubs like I have. So. Um, I haven't gone to a club since I was in my early twenties. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably the same time. Last time I was in, the, I was in a club. Yeah. yeah. That's like. This is too loud. That was, I think, my feeling. Do you ever have, like, do you ever go to Vegas with some of those friends that are like, we have to go to the club? No. I've never been to Vegas. I want to go so bad. I want to go and I want to go to Evo. If the world opens up, let's go to Evo. That is my, like, number one super fun, nerdy Vegas trip. Going to Vegas for Evo? Yeah, dude. It's the biggest fighting tournament in the world. You can go see some of the top professional esport gamers. Right? You can watch Smash, you can watch Street Fighter, Tekken. There's games for everybody if you want to be a weirdo, Catherine. Why is Catherine you, there? You don't want to see like a magician? Wait, Catherine? Who's Catherine? I, there's like, it's like, I don't, I never understood why, Doctor. I don't know. It's like some weird mini game. It's like a side, like, attraction. You know, it's like you know, a side yeah, show. Yeah, freak show. show. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. I, this is some underground stuff that I have no idea what you were referencing to, but okay. Dude, do, do you not know about Salty Sweets? Salty Sweets. I know that sounds very provocative <laughs> sounds by what I'm saying, so... and I can see the doctor. No, so salty sweets, and when I say sweets, like um, like a hotel suite. So after pro matches, what happens in the hotels is that's like where the real money is passed on. Like people play money okay. matches after the tournament. So you can go to like a different hotel room, and people are like playing. Okay, best of three, five hundred bucks. There's a lot. That's where a lot of money is gambled on uh, over the night. Is these like back alley tournaments uh in the apartments or the hotels. i can't believe this is a real thing is this real yeah yeah salty sweets look them up salty sweets i'm, I'm the number one fan let me yeah. in yeah just, just mm-hmm. show them the tattoo make sure you search for it on someone else's yeah. browser <laughs> yes Joke, right? yes just at work you know <laughs> on the public browser but salty sweets you know because it's about fighting video games and video games let's talk video let's games. do it video games okay who do who wants to go first Video games. I think the doctor should because he's our guest and he's playing something that everybody's talking about. Hades. I want. I want. Tell me mm. about this game. Yeah, I would love to talk about Hades. Um, so I should probably caveat this with: I am not a roguelike player. I don't like them. I have yet to actually enjoy one. I know. I until tried to get Hades. you on Doctor Morta or Child Children of Morta, and you're like, it's cool. Yeah, Children of Morta Abyss. Um, other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't hook you though, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what's the one with the with the baby? Oh, the one with the baby. Oh, Binding of Isaac? Yeah, Binding of Isaac. Like, couldn't get into that. Yeah. Anyway, but Hades has its hooks in me deep. Um, and it's doing some really cool things. So it's got the, the normal flow of a roguelite where you're continually, like, doing the same runs, right? And uh, it's uh, each time you do it, it's going to be a little bit different. 
but there's a lot of upgrade systems that really help keep you engaged or at least players like me engaged um, and it does some interesting things with the story right so you are the son of Hades and pretty much you're just trying to escape the underworld right like that that's the name of the game but as you're going through obviously you're continually getting killed and when you turn up back at like the Hades palace you're talking to the different gods and interacting with different characters and they all have little bits of story that you continue to uncover over each consecutive run and so it's got more of a narrative flow and then you're also collecting all sorts of different components that you can use on your next run right so you're like co collecting gems to unlock certain things or uh these purple looking things i don't know i'm gonna call them glass i don't know what they are but you use that to increase your stats right and there's um a, a cool mechanism that they have where you can have uh you can put your like glass your purple glass into these different um unlocks right so it'll be you can be revived uh once per run at like 50 percent health right but you can also flip all of the all of those and get a different power that's somewhat similar so there's some trade-off that you've got there too so you can really mess with your builds there's also a number of different weapons so depending on your play style you can go and uh, adapt to that as well and it's got some cool stuff where it will reward you for using weapons that you wouldn't normally use so i'm personally a shield uh hades really? player it's got yeah admit that openly, yeah. huh I'm going to right here. So you like to play a little more defensive and counter. I actually, yeah, yeah. not really. No, no, um, not at all. No. See, that's that's the thing about the shield, right? All those enemies, they're expecting me to really mm -hmm. hunker down, use that shield. No, I'm throwing it at them. Uh, I'm getting all the upgrades. Whoa, whoa, you're going full Cap America on this. That is right. That is right. Yes. And I'm a little ashamed to say that because Cap is obviously the worst Avenger, but <laughs> in this game, like that playstyle works for me. I mean, I'm not going to argue with him being the worst. I Avenger, wouldn't but... say that myself, but so what? What makes you? What keeps bringing you back to this game specifically in regards to a roguelike? So it makes me feel like I'm making progress each run. Mm. So that's one of the big things. It's not like where I'm starting over from scratch. Like I've literally never played the game before, right? So I can uh, do a run and we'll say that I like find out that I'm not doing enough damage. Well, I can go in and tweak my stats where now I'm starting to get a buff on attacking uh, enemies from behind, right? Or maybe the shield isn't working for me anymore, which the whole thing with the shield is you can throw it, right? And then you're also meeting different gods as you go through the levels and they're giving you buffs. So you get to select from, uh, I think it's like three different buffs each time you meet a god, which get reset every run. So it's like this run, I'm going to use the spear and I really want to keep people away from me. So I'm going to adapt my build to that and I can continue to put the points in. Mm wherever That's i sweet. want so so some of those skill points you keep from round to round even if you die yes yeah yeah nice. yeah and the story too like when i play games it's always for the story so right. having that and little go ahead go ahead yeah so i play the games for the story this allows me to keep that beat run to run where i'm continuing to uncover kind of like what's going on and learn more about the characters now is it you're just Hades' son. There's no other cast of characters that you switch in between? Yeah, so you're just playing Hades' son. Uh, but like I said, there's a whole pantheon of gods that you've got going on to talk to. So This sounds really good. Like I'm really excited to play this game. Where are you playing it? Uh, this is on the Switch. Noise. Mm -hmm. And how does it run on the Switch? Pretty well? Runs pretty well, yeah. Um, I've been playing about 50-50 dock mode versus television, which is mm -hmm. uh, something I don't usually do. I'm almost 100% a handheld Switch player. But Hades adapts really well to the television, and I don't really see any sort of performance issues. And it's a gorgeous game, too. Uh, the art style is really nice. It's got some vibrant colors while kind of keeping that dark tone yeah. to it no i'm not sure who produces that game but i know that the other games that they've created i've really been a fan of because they did bastion at one point is it super giant super, super giant, giant. Yep. yeah yep transistor yeah, didn't play transition transistor pyre. pyre yeah they've they've made a lot of big hits it seems to be everyone seems to really be enjoying it and i know you know it's it i i'm curious how much of the Greek mythology is pulling people in because people seem to be just gluttons for that. Like they can't get enough. 
Dude, give me that sweet, uh, sweet Greek, Greek mythology all the time, every time. Well, it's got a cool art style, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they really lean into that. It reminds me of Bastion a bit and how it's, like, the characters are drawn. Yeah. Almost um, as if it's from the same studio. Almost as <laughs> if. Same studio doesn't mean the same artist, Smarty. Yeah, but it has that same polish that the other Supergiant games yeah. do. So this Does is it? fully, yeah, fully narrated, voice acted. So mm-hmm. it's it's got that going forward as well. Um, and they do some interesting thing with, with like the presentation of the gods. Like Casey, as you said, right? Like it's got a really nice art style, but they don't stick strictly to like what we would expect, say like Athena to look like. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's uh so Hades sounds good. I'm excited to play it. I think it's going to be in the running for a game of the year all over the place is what my hunch feel is right now. But you also played yeah. another game. It sounds like that's new. Another one that's taking the world by storm. Who told you that? Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. The other game that uh, I've been going nuts over is Ooh. Star Wars Squadron. So I saw someone playing this in VR today and I was like, yes, I'm very like whatever about VR. Very not. You Shelby knows my stance. And you know my stance. You've heard me talk about it on here. I'm very like whatever. I was that was yes. That was because it made me think of those arcade games that you would play at like Alfie's mm-hmm. or some restaurant chain where you were sitting in the ship. And I was sign me up now for this real life star Fox. yeah i would love to play it in vr um because in vr i think like you can you use your head right to look around and pan your cockpit yeah. which is a cool uh mm-hmm. which would feel very cool while you're actually going through the game because one of the hardest things is actually rotating kind of like around to see so oh. yeah but you got to play it with yeah you play in a swivel chair exactly. start spinning around really fast get your hotas <laughs> out there <laughs> yeah. So how how is the gameplay? Because one one of my problems with those kind of airplane ship based games is that they feel a little samey to me. Is it keeping you engaged? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I am a huge Star Wars fan. I've been following this game for a while, um, and I've I've mainly been playing the story mode because that's how I usually play these sorts of games. Right, like get through all the story mode and then move into the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And the combat has enough to keep me coming back. Uh, so you have you can really control the loadout of your ship, right? So you're not just playing the same ship time after time. You can change your uh, lasers, your uh, anti-missile artillery, um, your shield, all those different things, right? But then as you're actually playing, you also have a finer level of control over your ship. So you're not just flying, right, like left and right with your throttle all the way. You're moving your throttle up and down a lot because that affects how quickly you're able to turn. And you're also changing, Mm. you're moving your power from like your shields to your lasers uh, to your your engines for faster speed. So you're doing that on the fly, which makes Mm. it feel much more uh active right like you are a participant in this and you are controlling your ship you're also doing things like shifting all of your shields forward or all the way back or putting more power to your thrusters yeah that's really neat it seems a lot more dynamic than maybe some of those other ship game based combats that i've played definitely and you're also not just playing as like the good guys you're also playing as the empire and the story does a cool thing where you mean the real good guys uh i mean in a in a way sure right right i'm just trying to get everything unified yeah rebel scum so you're not (laughs) only just playing in an x-wing or an a-wing uh which is my favorite ship that a-wing goes fast let me tell you what uh but you're also taking turns in um in a tie fighter or an interceptor things like that the the story what is the story is like where in the star wars timeline does the story take place so it is after the Death Star, the second Death Star is destroyed. So there's no Darth Vader. Um, and you are technically, I guess, the New Republic. Um, but the, the story's not doing it for me. Like, it's fine. Uh. But it, the way that it plays out is all of the story beats occur while you're in the hangar, for the most part. Or in a briefing mm. room. And you're not moving around. So they put you kind of like in a static mm. position. And you are just moving the camera left to right as the other characters are there. And you click on them and they like do their monologue, right? Oh, I remember mm. when I was a spice runner. And that sure was hard. But now I'm a part of uh, the New Republic. And I'm going to do my best. Or 
you know, whatever. So it doesn't have that same level of polish as some of the more recent Star Wars games have. Um, but the combat, I think, is what it's going to keep you around. And there's like an online multiplayer, right? Like a versus mode, too, I've heard. Yes? Okay, mm-hmm. so there's... Yeah, yeah, there's a couple different versus There modes. could be a competitive aspect. Oh, most definitely. And I think that that's really where you're going to get the enjoyment. Uh, because, you, <laughs> first of all, there's some uh performance issues that people should definitely be aware of my expectation is they'll be patched out but right now probably about two times per mission i'm having to reset from a checkpoint because yeah that's not good because it's just not letting me progress so i'll kill all the enemies and it'll just get stuck at a point where it's like okay the mission is complete but we're not going to give you the next one Whoa. Yeah. Now, and this is an EA game, yep. mm-hmm. right? It's developed by yeah. EA Motive. Figures. And I haven't seen anyone else really talking about Dang. this, but this is a real issue for me. Um, the other thing is the AI just isn't all that great. So I can get away sometimes with cheesing it where I'll just like stay stationary and all the like TIE fighters are flying away from me. And I can just pick them out of the sky, which doesn't fly when you're playing with real people, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot more of, yeah. of right, the draw right. is going to be able to combat other human beings in the game. So would this game be better with Jar Jar Binks in it? <laughs> 100%. Everything's better with yeah. Jar Jar. The greatest <laughs> character in Star Wars franchise history. <laughs> Everything's better with Jar Jar. Exactly. You're telling me I can't say master earlier and you're talking about Jar Jar. Look at you, sir. You need to check your privilege. Hey, no, no, no. I'm just saying Jar Jar Binks is the man. He is. He's the he best is. part of Star Wars. I mean, he's arguably the best character in the series. Um, so that sounds cool. Like, I'm excited to play that one as well. I'm probably not going to be a purchaser i have one more question for you doctor so with the game does it force you to use the other ships or could you upgrade one ship if you really like the x-wing could you upgrade it and soup it up and make it uh the best or to your personal play style or is it you have to try these other type of ships to like if i want to be more defensive flyer if i want to use bombs i have to use a different so when you're playing the story it will force you to play certain ships at certain times so like if you're doing a bombing run it's going to put you in the y-wing otherwise you've got um a pretty good amount of control and in multiplayer you can choose whatever ship you you want now in terms of the upgrades they're not from what i can tell uh like one use right like you kind of have a set you have a set number of options that you can go in and change on the fly. So it's not like you're ever locked into anything. Um, and hmm. the other nice thing is there's going to be no micro transactions in this. But kind of the flip side of that is they don't have any other content planned from what I understand either. So like what you're downloading on day one is essentially oh. what you're going to get. Sounds good. I'm excited to see the legs that it has. Do you think the multiplayer will be a big hit? I think so. Yeah, most definitely. I'm really looking forward to digging my teeth into the multiplayer more. I really like the idea of being able to switch up the different um, almost like ship types on the fly. You know, do I want to put all energy towards shields or speed or weaponry? I think that's going to make a really dynamic multiplayer game. I'm excited to see where that Mm -hmm. goes. Well, and there's also a support class too. So you can kind of have a more defensive uh, position where you're helping out your friends achieve, right? Like the mission goals. Ship medic! Ship medic! Exactly. Hey. Yo, that's a real thing. You gotta get you gotta get your heel Dude, on sometimes. I wanna be a ship medic. When I grow up, I'm gonna be a Jar Jar class ship medic. <laughs> yeah. Misa wanna and heal the... you. <laughs> Misa, uh, your number one fan. Shelby, what are you playing? What no, am I, I wanna... playing? You wanna yeah. hear what I'm playing? I wanna hear what playing, you're playing. Uh, Middle Earth. You're almost there. Shadow of Mordor. Is that, is that the right is title? Is it the second one? Or is it War? It's the second one. Shadow of War. Shadow of War. Try again. Take it again. Middle of Earth, Shadow okay. of War. How far are you into that? I don't right? know. You tell me. You're the one supposed to be playing it. Um, Like nowhere. Like literally nowhere. Like I've only scratched the surface. It turns out that this entire game is massive. Like I can <clears> barely <throat> even begin to comprehend how big it is. And maybe it just feels big in the beginning. But um, if you don't know anything about this game, this is basically a Batman-based combat system where you are tapping X to kind of jump around the arena and hit guys, and then you can block with Y. And then this whole game is about recruiting an army and, like, taking over Mordor, which is a pretty cool concept. Um, Yeah, it's huge. 
It's huge, and there's so much going on. There's systems upon systems upon systems in this game. It's Did you a play little the first Shelby, I think you're just used to orcs coming too quick. One. And I think part of the slow burn for me on the second one is that the first one allowed you to recruit those orcs very early, and this one kind of teases it oh, out weird. a little bit. You have to get to so, the first uh, act the... in order to even recruit an orc, which seems a little crazy to me. Dude, I need that orc magic like right out of the gate. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got you got spoiled. Yeah, I did because part of it is I know that I'm going to be able to recruit this guy. I don't want to kill this guy. You know what I mean? He could be my homie. Or you can kill him because he's useless. Yes, exactly. It is somewhere within the Lord of the Rings. Where is this in the Lord of the Rings storyline? Is this fandom? No, no idea. I I believe it's after the wars. Is that right? Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> Well, I think no clue. I, th- I think Doc is a low to- is a Lord of the Rings fan, right? Lotor. Doc, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we brought him professional for this one. Someone who's read the books, dude. Even if you read that trilogy, that doesn't mean you understand anything in that trilogy. I am. So many pieces. Lotor, he's he can read. Yeah, I yep. assume he's read the the trilogy. I'm a Lotor today. fan. I got to be able to speak Elvish to understand the story of this game. No, you got to read the Cimmerillion, right, to really know your Lotor. So Shelby, here's what I want to hear about, right? Like one of the big draws of that game is the Nemesis yeah. system. So who's your who's your nemesis? Who's my nemesis? I think I just got my nemesis last night, to be honest with you, which was kind of cheap because he was like 15 levels higher than me. So I roll in and he's like, rah, 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 rah. yeah, and then he just. I want to know about me. that too. I was pretty upset about it. So he's going to be hunting you down the whole game. Is this how it works? I believe so. He's like a legendary level 25 beast of an orc, and I don't even know if I can touch him. Can you run from him? Well, yeah, but why would you run from a fight? It's a video game. In a good time, there's like no punishment for dying. Let's go. Get in there. Get in that. I think it gives him more power if you run from mm-hmm. him because it it counts as a lost fight. So he'll get another buff. Oh, yeah. This nemesis system is impressive. Like it's system upon, upon system. So like you record, you recruit one of these soldiers and you basically send that soldier off to battle another soldier. And then if they win, they level up. So you're constantly trying to get your army to be a higher level and rank up the individuals within that army. And um, yeah, I'm pretty impressed. I'm a little overwhelmed because of how much is going on, but I'm starting to get my feet under me. Like under me Sekiro now. overwhelmed where you're going to quit or more overwhelmed because there's just a lot? More like, no, so, okay, no okay. I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Like I'm enjoying it. Like, like this is one of those games where you can go in and just do something real quick and hop out of it. Which is exactly the kind of game I like. Like I like to go in, check something off the checklist, and mm. move away from it. It's um, open world, collectibles galore, and then um, you know trying to recruit those orcs and build an army. So I can be like, okay, I'm gonna go try to get one more general in my army right now. Go on, do my thing. Ten minutes later, I have a breaking point. Go. Yeah, the skill tree is intense. I want to say there's like, I want to say it's like a six by six grid. In terms of upgrades, and each one of those pods has three more pods uh-huh. on top of it. So it's pretty insane how deep the skill tree is. And I remember that was something that was lacking in the first game, was that there wasn't many places to go, right? You got to a point where you knew the systems, you saw everything underneath it, and you're like, okay, moving on. This one seems to go the opposite way. Like, here's a bunch of systems and a bunch of content, like, live in this world. And if you remember, this game got really... Um, Critic was highly criticized by many people because it was a pay-to-win mentality in the beginning. You would get like legendary loot, but you couldn't accept it. I think without paying or something. So weird there was like a paywall that. initially. Doctor's shaking his head. Yeah, there was some type of paywall. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I logged in and it was basically like, "Hey, we hear you. We're changing the game for the better." So I don't know when that post went up, but when I logged in and I, I'm playing it on game pass when i went in and started the game all three of the campaigns were selectable so i could have started with the one primary campaign and then the two um at dlcs i believe are all included with game pass from what i could tell well shelby correct me yeah. if i'm wrong but there's a store in the game mm-hmm. now no too right to get game pass apparently and I think maybe they they got the backlash from doing that, and now they realize, hey, we want people just to play our game, so let's open it up, and they might get in gap purchases. I think a lot of companies end up doing that. So how many how far, how long how much time have you played? Good the game? question. 
I would say four hours, maybe. Okay, so you're just in the beginning mm-hmm. stages this week. Yeah, and I was okay. trying to mainline the story because I knew it was eventually going to say, hey, you can dominate people and make them part of your army. And I'm like, well, I'm getting there. And now that I'm there, um, what I'm finding is you have to be a certain level to recruit other individuals. So I hit this point where it's like, I'm going to go recruit a whole bunch of people. Oh, wait, I'm a low-level character. I'm going to need to level up before I get there. Got to get my grind on. Which you know how much I love grinding. Speaking of games you have to grind on. Well, you have two kids. Casey's playing Paper Mario, which is the grindiest game ever created. Oh, no. I'm not playing Paper Mario. I beat Paper Mario with my son. We beat it. And there'll be more on that next week as we're going to get a five-year-old review of Paper Mario. I don't want to spoil it. But the interesting fallout of that is... You know, like when you read a really good book, or even when you finish a video game that you've loved, you put some time, you get that melancholy feeling. Red Dead Redemption, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's over. My son's experiencing that. That's like the first time he really enjoyed the game and the story. Because we used it as a reading tool, right? We're really promoting the reading. And he got really into the story and the lore of Mario. Like, he went to Target, and there was Mario action. He's really, he's all about Mario now. He's really, even though he's being Sonic the Hedgehog so, for Christmas or for Halloween, for, not Christmas. Can Heartbreaker. he read any non Mario right. words? Yes. Or is it just kind of like Toadstool? He's like uh, plumber, pipe, blooper. You know, just he knows all the Yes, he knows a lot of sight words. He he can read pretty well for a five year old. But it would promote like uh, just it was good storytelling, and he, I think that's what he liked about it. It's a it's it's not a traditional like hey here play old school Mario. It's, hey, let's play this role-playing game that's Mario-themed, and you can learn about Mario's, just who Mario is. And, again, I'll talk more about it later, but it's it was a great experience to play. That's, like, the first game I've ever sat and beat with my son, so that was really cool. So, does he know what a Goomba is at this point? Yeah, oh, he knows all, he can tell you all the Mario bad guys. Like, he's a little encyclopedia. He is, it's, an, it's he knows more than I do about, like, what their names are. I forget him, and he's like, oh, it's this dad. Ah. Does he know Roy? Who? Oh, Roy, the the kids, the Koopa kids. Mm-hmm. He knows Roy. He knows Morton Jr. He knows Wendy because we're playing Mario Kart today. He's like, oh, you can be all the Koopa kids. He likes Bowser Jr. the best, who's actually his real kid. Those other ones are. What about Dry Bones? That's who he played today. That's who he was when we played Mario Kart. <laughs> Got to get in there. Yeah, I was dry. I was dry Bowser. Bones? Just you know, so we could have continuity when we were racing people online as a team. So Casey, I, I don't know if you want to get into this, but you know, longtime fan of the show. <laughs> I've been hearing you talk a lot about Paper Mario. Uh, but it's always about your kid. And I, as a listener, want to hear about the combat system from an adult. Oh, man. Okay. So Paper Mario as a combat system is very interesting in that it's it's a puzzle in that the game shifts up the characters every battle. So it shuffles it on a circular grid. Um, I want to say there's like four layers of the circle. And you have to figure out how to line up your characters perfectly. So hammer attacks are uh, two by two. And then if you want to jump on an enemy line, you line them up in one by four, right? A single line of four. You that you can have a hammer sometimes that you throw that does the one by four. But you have to figure out how to get perfect lineups so you can do multiple attacks. You get bonuses for doing that. You get coins and that kind of thing. And that's cool. But sometimes I found myself not wanting the battles. The boss battles change that up because in the boss battles you have to... There's arrows and you have to try to walk through the, the circle to get to the boss and hit certain things. <sighs> It, the boss battles were fun and they kept that sharp but some of the the normal battles after a while you're like oh, another one seriously because you're not gaining experience mm-hmm. you're not getting stronger from them like a traditional rpg but you gain those toadettes right don't the toadettes follow you and they're like oh my god not gosh. even toadettes shelby not even toadettes. no that you find the toads in the game like, like when you're exploring let right? me ride in your van to the next show mario let me ride in your van not even toadettes we had this whole talk it's the toads are in like a secondary thing for just finding the the battles are okay but you, you want to do more of the exploring and just interact with the game like if if you could get something from the battles besides money it would stronger. be more enjoyable you don't get stronger you don't get power-ups <clears throat> there's no that part of, of a role-playing game no you get stronger by finding hearts in the game like like you'll find these hearts that give you more hp and then you get a little bit stronger so there's no strength stat there's no like agility stat it's it's really set on you have these certain moments where you find these hearts and they get you stronger and certain weapons get you stronger but the actual gameplay you don't build strength from that's one of the things that's keeping me away from it i think you've probably heard it a million times on the internet but like i love old school 
Paper Mario, right? Like I have my copy yeah, of yeah. Thousand Year Door in the other room. And I'm just really nervous about jumping on this game because while I want the story, I'm not trying to be drugged through like 30 hours of combat that I want to skip. But ain't nobody playing Mario for the story, though, are, are we? I think you're in the minority here. We're, we played Paper Mario for the story. The Doctor and I. I mean, Paper Mario. It's, it's a story-driven game. Yeah. Paper... I never played all the way through yes. that. So there's uh-huh. that. That's obvious. It's, well, it's I mean, duh. Like, if I'm like, oh yeah, Mario, totally the story, you're going to be blown away about how he saves the princess this time. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> so, but to your point, like if I were to, on our rating system, I would definitely say try it, but I, I don't, <clears throat> it's, I was a gift. My son got that from his grandparents. It's a AAA title, 60 bucks. If you can get it on sale for in the 30s, I would definitely jump at it. I think it's worth then. Just hold off. It's something everyone should try, but I don't think you necessarily have to get it. It's a good game, and they did, the story is really funny. That was my adult review. We'll do the five-year-old review next week. But it is definitely just to try it. Like, I would not... I, I wouldn't have been... I'm like, man, there's other games I wanted to play more than this. Like Spellbreak. Oh, my God. Spellbreak. <laughs> it's got... It's got me. I need, like, the fix... I am an addict. You can see the scars on my arm. Um, Is that right? Are you going to get a Harry Potter score scar just to like really hook go it full up? wizard? No. Um, yes. What I really like about that game. So again, like <laughs> he's got to get his get wizard, wizard sleeve, sleeve first. Um, just all different magic emblems here. Uh, I. I'm so surprised at that game because, again, I'm not the biggest shooter fan. It is a really fun game. It's free-to-play. I love the concept of free-to-play games and how far they're coming. I can see why people like these Battle Royale games because there's these different moments that get you like... So in the drop-in, I did something recently where I was dropping in and you could see another player dropping in. And like, I know I'm just going to tail him and I'm going to start fighting him right away. And then you land and you get to jump on him and you kill him and you get the first exile and you're like... Yeah, you start just celebrating. You're like, oh, I am the king, and then you die like five seconds later. But I've learned the layers of that game. Like, there's checkpoints where people want to rush to right away, where like you can get a legendary item right from the get offset and be really strong as you go throughout. I keep getting second. I keep getting third. I keep getting so close to getting that win win again, and I just I'm chasing that. I'm chasing that first place finish. Uh, I really want to play squads though. So I know you downloaded it and I know doctor has downloaded. We need to get together and have a game night one night and run squads and just play and be bad boomers together. Is it cross play? Yeah, it's cross console. We can, you can play We can play on any, it's uh, PC, Microsoft, PlayStation. It, it is cross console play. It's on the Epic Store. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I'm I'm saving up my coins. Like I want to buy skins. I'm almost at the point like maybe I will spend money. And then you look at what you have to pay to buy something right now. And I'm like, eh, hold on. Let me let's pump the brakes. Like one of the things was like 117 dollars for the wizard package, and I was like, what is it? And it takes me to buy now. I'm like, no, 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 no. I just want to see what it was. You know, I can see how kids like. Mom, Dad, I spent $1,000 on uh, your game here. Yeah, which kind of takes us to the news. Speaking of kids wanting to spend too much money on games that are based on kids, do we need a news intro? News! Big three. Drop the news music. The big three news. So the first story on this list is that Steve is being added to Super Smash Brothers. Steve is the... What is he even a character in Minecraft? He's the main he's, character. He's 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 who he's your avatar. That's who you are. You're okay. Steve. Yeah. Not only is Casey so playing sense. Mario for the story, he's also playing Minecraft for the story. Oh, really? You're doing something wrong. So Casey, being the resident um, Super Smash Brothers um, person, player, player yes, player. <laughs> I I would say you're more of a competitor than a player, right? Yeah, I would say I, I take yeah. I take my Smash pretty serious. So, are you excited about Steve coming to Minecraft? Yeah, I think it fits. It's great that it's not another fire. I think we could have used another Fire Emblem character, obviously. Uh, you know, <laughs> just make a whole game of it. No, I think Steve is a perfect fit. He belongs because the idea is all the best, biggest video game characters in the world fighting each other. Steve, Steve belonged, and the little mechanics they're doing for him are great. And let me tell you, when Kirby eats Steve in Kirby's Steve form, it is. Maybe his best form. And that's why. Have you seen the pictures of it? A Kirby block? Yeah, <laughs> a Kirby block. It's great. Kirby it's, cube. Kirby cube, yeah. It's Kirby in Minecraft form. You're like, oh, that's it. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. 
Sign me up. No, I think sweet Kirby crew. Yeah, I they, they I think he has a lot of either Echo Fighters or when he had different costumes, you can be like uh, Slenderman. You can be the the female character Alex. You can be a cut or you can be a zombie. I think is one of the skins too. Uh, I I think this is a great move and it just shows the partnership between Nintendo and Microsoft because not only did they get that you know they have Banjo Kazooie which is a rare Microsoft title now so uh, this this whole run the first run of uh, DLC fighters were all Sakurai the creator's picks kind of and he did the voting this is Nintendo saying this they're they're taking over this run the volume two saying we're getting these characters they're telling the mm-hmm. game like hey you're making this so I'm really hoping Crash Bandicoot is next. I think he. Oh, really? I think he. Yeah, he deserves to be in the game. I always talk about those old Bash Crash Bandicoot commercials of him outside of Nintendo. Like you suck. Like he. He is the. He's. He's PlayStation platformer. When I think of platform, has Crash ever been on a Nintendo system? He, the yeah. new Crash is, and the current Crash trilogy is on Switch. The remaster. Remaster. Oh. You can get there right now. Is that is is Crash owned by Sony or is it owned by Naughty Dog? Uh, Naughty yeah. Dog. Which not is not owned by Sony, so, but they have partnered with Sony. No, right. And it was originally a Sony game. Like, that's where Crash's home was. But now Crash 4 is coming out here, and it's going to be on all consoles. And I think I think there's probably going to be some cross, like, uh, promotion. There will be cross promotion for Crash here. Crash Bandicoot. That's my next pick. Cro- it's Crash. It's about time. I Who would you it's... want to see in Smash? Me? Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, everybody I would choose is already in Smash. Isn't everybody in Smash right now? Kinda. I mean, there could be. I mean, or they get costumes. I would love Cuphead to be in there, but it's a me costume, you know. Yeah, that that, that would be a good pull. Um, you know, if you're going Xbox, Master Chief or Cameo, Do- Doom Guy, Doom Guy. <laughs> what about you, Doctor? Oh man, that's a good question. Uh oh, Geralt. Oh, from Witcher, that'd be from good. the Witcher Three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that runs on the Switch. Also, quick, quick, quick correction here: Naughty Dog is owned by Sony. Still, they're they're a subsidiary. Oh, yeah. oh are they really? Oh, interesting. But can you imagine Geralt going in there? Right, he's got double swords, throwing his spells. That makes slow sense. in time. Oh, what's that, Marth? Nice try. Dodge, dodge. If Solid Snake is in it, he could be in it. Right? Definitely. I don't think I. Yeah. He has a silver. And his steel. He's ready for I, anything. I could see him. I think uh, I, I, I Crash would be my next pick, or Spyro would probably be one that people have talked about. Um, I'm trying to just think of, like, who... who do you, it's really, like, who's the big guys, right? Who's the big names? Doom Guy would be hilarious. I think that's one that the internet's claiming for. And I think the one that everyone really wants is Goku. I can't have that happen to Goku. I'm going to be honest. The power level difference is just too great. What? It wouldn't make any sense. Dude, SpongeBob can Case. beat Goku. SpongeBob is better than Goku. SpongeBob for Smash. How about that? How about yeah, that's that? fine. You mess with Spon- SpongeBob all you want. That's funny. Um, so let's move on to our next story. It's uh, there's this Monster Hunter trailer out for the movie that's going to be the Monster Hunter movie. It's a 16 second trailer, and if you haven't watched it, you need to go take a moment and do it, and be prepared to see maybe the best. Movie ever? Question mark? No, no, no. It's it looks bad. It's a train wreck already. Yeah, it, it looks not good. Like all the way yes. through, not so much. Did it say is it going to be only in theaters? I didn't catch that part. Is it waiting for theaters? Oh, of course. So it's never coming out. <laughs> no, no, it's going directly to VHS. Yes, yes, it's going back in time. <laughs> Dude, I I was kind of like I'm like wait why is there a car and a tank? Why is Ti have both his eyes closed when he's using a sniper rifle? Like he, you can see, like he has his eyes closed with his gun. It's like you don't ever close your eyes when you're shooting a gun. Your eyes are open. Um, there's no, there's one big sword in the picture. That's it. And then there's a monster. I thought it was another Resident Evil movie. Well, yeah, because it has the lady that just does all the Resident Evil movies, right? Isn't that her whole thing? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Mila Yovovich. <laughs> yeah, Mila Yovovich. I know you would know it. Okay, how do you how do you know that? Like off I'm gonna the top be, of your head, I'm gonna be honest. Probably fifty fifty chance I uh, pronounce that correctly. Probably lower than that. But yeah, she's she's the Resident Evil lady. Um, I I think of her more as Bibu from uh, Fifth Element. That's her. Best oh, that is yeah. Fifth Element is a classic. Yeah, but oh, is that actually her? 
man, I went from having no respect for her to some respect for her. That's great. She's also in Dazed and Confused. She's been in some great films. I really did think that when Casey sent this, I thought that he sent me the wrong clip because I was like, Resident Evil, this doesn't have anything to do with Monster (laughs) Hunter, desert, like cars, guns. But the article does say that there's going to be guns in it. Apparently, it looks like they might meet up with some Monster Hunters. But again, why do you have to do this to a like a game franchise, right? Like, I don't really understand what they're going for here. They're not cars in Monster Hunter. I think there may be some, like, gun-type weapons or gun-adjacent weapons. But there is not. This is, no. No, 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 no. There's no tanks. I think they're going for, like, Mad Max. Like, they want it to be Monsters meets Mad Max. Ugh. Which is a bad movie. So just, just avoid it. The cur- the new Mad Max, yes, bad. Original Mad Max, good. How yes, much mother's yes. milk do you have to drink to get a big sword? I'm just wondering. That's quite the <laughs> quite the hot take. Uh, you just have to have it in a latte. Mother's milk latte. You just get a little squirt and you're good to go. Yeah, it's going to be like the u- unicorn frappuccino. The mother's milk latte will be the next hit. <laughs> what would the story of a Monster Hunter movie um, be? There's a big monster. Let's shoot it. And the end. No, so so in the first fifteen minutes they go into the jungle and they slay a monster and then they just replay that exact same sequence like fourteen times because they're grinding for gear. Like, oh, we didn't get the right drop. Didn't get the right drop. We need more horns. <laughs> yeah, the conclusion is they they finally build their full set of armor and then it just fades to black. Yes, the end. Got it. Uh, I, I I'm gonna watch it. Are you? If it comes to Netflix, yeah. If I'm gonna wait till it's free, obviously I'm not gonna pay to watch it. But when it's on some type of streaming for free, I'll watch it. That thing's coming to Hulu for sure. Yeah, no, there's no way that yeah. it's going to theaters. Like once the theaters reopen, if they reopen, they're gonna be like, look, we have a whole backlog of good movies. This stuff is not hitting the silver screen. Well, you know, Regal's going out of business. This I is saw like that week. single yeah. tier. Yeah. You know how many points I have in the Regal system? Oh man, I used to love Regal because on Tuesdays it was five dollar movies. Dude, wait. That wasn't Regal, was it? Five dollars. Yeah, you got ripped off. Regals did that. Yeah, that was the. Sorry, guys, we're gonna get deep here. That was the Target theater that did the five dollars. Was that Regal? Oh, you're talking about the old AMC? Yeah, that must be what it was. Yeah, yeah, from when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, because they did the yeah. five dollars. So down in Tacktown, they did two dollar Tuesdays at Regal, which is where my loyalty for Regal started because I could go see a movie for four bucks. Me and my now wife, then girlfriend. Oh. And it was my jam. We'd go every Tuesday. So if you took her that Monster Hunter movie, how pissed would she be? Oh, dude. She, there's no, I would not pay to see this movie. Like, not even $2? No. Not even for Mila Jovovich. Okay. Well, maybe for Mila Jovovich. No, not even for her. Who's, what is she doing? Is she just cashing in on every video game uh, movie that comes out? Yeah. Yeah. That's a smart move. Dude, it is. You know what's sad? Every video game movie is now compared to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie because the Sonic the Hedgehog movie was decent. Eh. And this is going to be bad. Have you seen it? No, but I like to talk trash. You should see it and mm-hmm. watch it with your kids. You'll you'll thank me. I- I'm excited to see Jim Carrey. He steals the show, dude. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Zubat loves Jim Carrey. He's one of his favorite actors. Um, him as Joe Biden on SNL was pretty solid too this week. Dude, I'm just saying that um dr zubat has actually seeked out jim carrey's paintings that he's doing recently <laughs> right, he's an artist now to put in his wall oh i could i could mess with that yeah i, I appreciate his art and yes. his political commentary not his <laughs> acting so much hey man ace ventura is a fine film no 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 give me new mad max over ace ventura any day what circle of hell is that where you just have to watch every jim carrey movie over and over and over that's the bottom <laughs> Straight bottom. That's you, like Satan licking your. Uh, no way, dude. If that's hell, uh, sign me up. I'd be like, okay. So let's move on to our last news story, and it. it has to do with a game that Casey recently played. It's called Jensen Impact. The story reads: Jensen Impact feels dis- destined to change the game industry, and it's an article by Forbes. Turns out this game is kind kind of looks like Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I prefer to call it Waifu of the Wild. Waifu, huh? Yeah, it's it's anime of the wild. It's um, first of all, it's a free to play game, and where phone games are going and free to play games are going, this is you can play it on PC, you can play it on iOS, you can play it on Android, you can play it on PlayStation. Uh, it has plans to come to Switch. I'm gonna wait till to continue playing it till it moves to Switch. I might start playing it on one of our iPads. The reason why I stopped playing it 
is because it's asking so much of my phone, my phone got so hot. Like I felt like I, it was like a warm coffee in my hand the whole time I'm playing. I'm like, this can't be good for my phone. Um, it is, it's an open world game and it's really forced, it's pushing on exploration. My one friend was talking about days like, oh, it's like the, it's Breath of the Wild without all the bad parts. You know, the items break, none of this and that. I was like, well, okay, whatever. But, uh, is the world populated? Is there stuff Yeah, there's to people do? you can talk to and there's, um, there's interaction points. You can, the thing about it, you can go anywhere. You can go, oh, I want to climb this. I want to do that. There's a stamina meter. There's, you can kill random critters. Like I killed a couple squirrels, got meat from them, fought a couple mobs. You pick one of two characters. There's a party. Again, I played an hour and a half. I was like, oh, this is really great, especially for a free game. Like if you told me that was a triple A title game, I'd be like, oh, okay. That makes sense. That the, the quality they put into that is astounding. And it's some Chinese <clears throat> publisher, and it's. It, I think this will change everybody's concept because, like, we keep talking about on the show the Netflix of gaming and all these free-to-play games like Spellbreak, Fortnite. Uh, we're really moving into a timeline of people are going to be paying to subscribe to a provider for games, and the the heart owning the game and having a digital copy of the game is going to be secondary. Because like you keep seeing people buy games. Like, uh, Green Man Gaming sent out a thing like, oh, come, Baldur's Gate 3 is out. And it's like, is it out? And it's like, okay, it's version 7.5. You know, it's not live yet, but it's out, right? That Finish does not mean uh, a game's out anymore. Like, everyone's playing games in their beta and like, yeah. how, come fix my game and pay us to fix my game. But this is a, a fully finished product that's free. And it's based off of a gotcha game, I'm pretty sure, but there's, and I'm sure, and there's paywall aspects, but you can play the game and then go through the story without the paywall. So it's definitely worth check, checking out, but if, if this is what phone games are turning to or free games are turning to, sign me up. Like, the quality of animation and art and, like, the control of it, because it's, you know, when you play on an iPhone, you can, you have the, or on any device phone controls sometimes can be pretty wonky it feels like a joystick like you're moving the movement's very flush the other hand you can move the camera and it, it i was really impressed with just all the little things it did right for a game like i want to play more of it but i really just don't think it's it's not good for my phone so is it on switch it, it's gonna be on switch x cloud would be good too like i could see it on there i it, it, you, if you had a tablet i think that would be more ideal I, I, and you can play it on PC. You can play it on the Windows Store. Like, there's so many, so many options to do it. I'm just more scared of what's it doing to my hardware of my phone, right? Uh, I'm, I'm at a 10, iPhone 10, so I'm probably due to upgrade here pretty soon because, you know, that's how they do it. They get you in that, all these phone companies. But uh, it, it's like, if you go on internet, Twitter, and you're looking at any, like, game community, like, it's, everybody's talking about this game. And for rightfully so. I, to the fact that it's free to me blows my mind. I, I'm telling you, if you played it, you would you, you would stop playing yeah. other games. Sounds good. I mean, I, I'm I'm in for it. What I've realized recently, since I've got access to so many games via Game Pass, is that my time against value proposition is much different than it's ever been before in my life. Like back in the day, I would spend sixty bucks and force myself through a game. Now it's like if I don't like it, I bounce off of it and move right on, and it's much better. It's a much better way of existing. Yeah, but sometimes forcing yourself, you get to that, like, oh, this game is amazing. Like, there's some games where you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then you hit that wall where you're like, oh, you see the light. But I get at the same time, too, like, we've played enough games and where we're at, we know what we like, right? It's not necessarily, I'm not, like, in the mood to be pushed or try something new sometimes. Um, but, yeah, it... it it's just, it's really, the gaming landscape's changing with free-to-play, Game Pass. It's it's interesting times. Yeah, so, sure. Dr. Zubat, I know you're sometimes into anime, depending on the different series. Dark, dark, dark anime. Yeah, where's this going? No, no, I know I know. there's, like, some anime you like. It's called hentai, <laughs> and it's art. This, Extra tentacles. I mean, this looks like an anime 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 game and i'm like i look at it and i'm like yeah, yeah maybe not for me uh but i'm, I'm interested in it i'll probably give it a download and try um all the comparisons to breath of the wild don't really do it for me because that wasn't a game that i enjoyed 
Um, but I'm interested to see what people are finding so enjoyable about it. Like the difference in play styles with subscription services, because this is something that I personally feel like a, a lot, right? I, I feel my play style changing. And what I've found is it's so much easier for me to jump game to game that the only games that I actually spend time on and ever beat are the ones that I spent spend oh. money on. So in some weird way, like in the back of my mm. brain, right, I still have that value prop of, oh, I spent $30 for this. Like, I need to beat it. Damn yeah. it, I'm going to finish yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, where if it's, you know, something on Game Pass, it's so easy to just download it, give it a try, and then be like, hey, Here's something else shiny that I can jump to. I I, I hear you. The way that I kind of like queue up the games that I want to play is I'm list based. Like I know the games I'm going to play a year in advance for the most part. So once I get access to that game, I try to see it as far mm-hmm. the way through until I can like Sekiro. Like I got to a point with that. It was like, this is not worth it. Like I obviously do not like this game. So I'm going to quit. The more you tell me about how hard Sekiro is, the twisted part of me is like, I need to play this game. I need to. Here's the deal. Like, it's probably not that hard. I'm just very bad at video games. That's what. (laughs) Oh no. I think it goes back to you're playing late at night when you're burnt out and you're not fresh. I think that makes a big difference. That could be it too. It could be it too. But no, I, I think that it's a valid point, uh, Dr. Zubat, and seeing like where it continues to go in terms of the subscription base is um, going to be interesting, especially with Microsoft packing on so many games mm-hmm. into my Game Pass accessibility. Um, I'm excited, but I want to try to stick with those games that are sought after by everyone. Yeah. Those AAA titles seem pretty impressive. Well, and this isn't to discount the plethora of games that are available like i was able to try mm-hmm. out um hypnospace outlaw right like I, I would never have purchased that but i was still able to download it like support the devs on that and give it a try right like add that to my gaming experience but it's the sort of thing like ah, cool like i made it through the tutorial i tried it for 30 minutes sweet i see what this is about and it's not yeah. for me move on to the next one and maybe it's just like honing what you actually like you know what i mean okay i'm finding out what i like mm-hmm. more and more because i have access to all these games um so you get to define like what your interests are what you appreciate about it yeah it's pretty interesting so that's the news kind of light on news this week um yeah, but those are the big three we're now going to move into our final segment of the night and it is what you watching what you watching what you watching? What you want? I don't, yeah, I figured you get a look. What you what you what you watching? Where's Sean with his voice box? What are you watching, Shell? What am I watching? Um, I am currently. I just finished the first season of Homecoming on Amazon Prime. It's kind of dark. It's based on a podcast by my favorite podcast outlet, which is Gimlet Media. Um, they released that podcast probably about four or five years ago. And then this is the, uh, show adaptation of that story loosely based on the podcast stars, Julia Roberts. It's pretty dark, but intriguing. There's some mystery to it. What's it about though? I guess it's about a podcast. Like I still, yeah, I, I guess I don't know how much to, to reveal. It's basically, you're basically put into a facility that is trying to work with troops that have PTSD and through the story you find out that there's some stuff going on that shouldn't have been going on and a chemical company gets involved mm-hmm. and um it has a pretty dark dark narrative towards the end but i'm really liking it it's good um in terms of what i'm watching with the kiddos mm-hmm. is i'm currently trying to watch legend of korra after coming off of oh yeah the last airbender the last airbender is really good Korra, I'm having some trouble getting into. The, so here's the thing about Korra. The animation style mm-hmm. is pushed. It's so much better in Korra. Like, it, you can see, like, oh, Avatar was so good. Let's give them more money so they can improve their animation budget. Like, the an- animation quality in Korra is phenomenal. The story is, you got to remember that people started with Avatar were 12, and then when Korra came out, they were in their early 20s. Yeah. And that's what Korra's story is. It wasn't really for kids. It was for, like, late teenagers. Because there's a lot about her sexuality later in that, too, mm-hmm. that comes along in there. 
and about finding herself. It's a good story, but it's it's not as lighthearted as and like my wife and son are watching and finishing up Cora, and my wife's like, it's actually getting kind of a little too intense at times, so they're skipping episodes. And... Well, I mean, even the first se- even the first series was a little dark towards the end. I, I guess I'm not sold on the setting of uh, the second series. Like uh, the setting in like steampunk city is just not really doing it for me. Yeah, and I've heard that it gets better like halfway through the first season or second the, season. The second season is actually like where it hits a really good stride because you talk it talks about the original Avatar mm-hmm. and with the what they do in the storytelling there is really good. And then book three and four are kind of like up and down, up and down. Gotcha. Um, it, it's good, but it's it, you can't. The only thing, if you're comparing it to Avatar, you're going to be disappointed. You have to think of it as, like, this is a different story in that timeline, and that's it. There, that's You have to draw the line there. I've just got to chime in and say, I had no idea that this was in the same universe, much less same yeah. timeline. Oh, really? Yeah, no yeah. idea. It's the Avatar. It's the Avatar. She's after Aang, right? Avatar dies, there's a new Avatar. It's about reincarnation, so yeah. I don't know, man. It's about reincarnation, man. What shows are you watching regarding reincarnation, Zubat? Uh, one of the ones that I'm trying out right now is Tales from the Loop, which is on Amazon. I don't think I'm going to continue. I'm about three episodes in and it's Mm. kind of got a Twilight Zone feel. Uh, so same universe sort of thing, but each episode tells a different story that are just like tangentially connected from what I can tell. Um, I was looking for like a nice sci-fi story and it, it's uh, not quite doing it for me. Um, yeah. But you know what is really good? All the stuff on HBO what? right now. The Vow. Talking about the Nexium cult. That is amazing. My sister was has been raving about this show. Oh, really? Tell me more. Yeah. yeah, so it's about uh, this this cult which has been in the news a lot. I'm not quite sure how much to give away, but the basic premise is... So it's a real uh, cult. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, still out there right now. Like, the leaders of the cult are currently undergoing, uh, like, prison sentences and are in the court system as we speak. So it's got that nice... Where is this cult located? All over. What's... Yeah, yeah. Like, they're heavily based in upstate New York, but there's a Vancouver, B.C. location. There was a Seattle one for a while. It's, yeah, it's very, it's, it's a really, it's really well told from the eyes of people who are in the cult. So you get, yeah, you get to see, like, live recordings and uh, audio recordings and a lot of their materials, and it's, it's a good time. If you're into cult stuff. Um. Have you seen the wild? Uh, what's the one they did about in Oregon? It's on Netflix. The wild. Um, shoot, um, let's get Jeremy nuts. Wild country. Wild wild country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one about them. Yes, that one's pretty interesting. I... Wiki wow, wiki wow, wiki wow wow country. <laughs> I remember no. that song in the dance in middle school. Yeah, that was big. I I know HBO's got a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I want to watch that American Pickle. I keep hearing that's pretty funny too on HBO. Mm. That's okay. pretty good. Also, I'm totally going to cut you off here and say Lovecraft County on HBO is also really good. Um, it's a mystical Lovecraftian tale Ooh. of someone who finds out that they are not who they okay. seem. How much Chufalu is in it? Is uh-huh. Chufalu in it right away, or do they are they holding out? Is it Cthulhu? Is that how you say Cthulhu? <laughs> No, I say I say Chufalu. I would put the the Chufalu on the low end of the spectrum so oh, far. I need more Chufalu. You in do my not life. need any more Chufalu. <laughs> yeah, you got to stick to Spaghetti Monster. What about you, Casey? What are you watching? Um, with my wife, the sixth season and final season of Shit's Creek is finally on Netflix, and that show cracks me up. I enjoy that one. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Does it get better? Were you not a fan? As it goes Were you on? not a fan? I can't handle that guy's eyebrows. You know that's the uh, Eugene Levy's eyebrows or his son? Uh, no, Eugene Levy, the guy from American Pie. Yeah, that's his actual son in the show. That's his. Oh, third. really? Yeah, and Twyla, huh. the lady who works in the restaurant, is actually his daughter. Him and his son co-created the show. 
that's their work together. Um, and so I watched the first three or four episodes and it didn't grab me. And I just don't know if it gets better or... Yeah, I, you gotta watch the first season. It's The second season is like where it's like, oh, okay. It's like if you watch the first season of Office, you're kind of like, eh. And then you're like, oh, okay, I can see where this is going the second season. You gotta kind of commit to it. Um, it. It's I like it. It's witty and it's a good show to watch with my wife. I myself binge watched uh, all of Cobra Kai. And yes... <laughs> I want more of that. I don't know if any of you have an have you did you watch Karate Kid? I see Doctor Shake. Yeah, I mean I've watched the originals. I have not. And do you have any like affinity for it? As well, a kid? sure. Yeah, I mean I'm more of a Three Ninjas kind of guy, but uh, yeah, I'd love to hear more about this Netflix show. Like, what's drawing you in? What okay. are you liking about this? So I, as a kid, I, I've grown up done martial arts my whole life. I love, love martial arts. And what got me into martial arts, the first movie my dad ever showed me was The Karate Kid, right? And the idea of daniel San, the crane kick, all of that. And so the whole idea, if you've seen Karate Kid, is daniel San's the new kid in town and he's getting bullied, right? The narrative of Cobra Kai flips that whole story. Besides, besides watching it, it always wants me, one, I want to drink Coors Banquets and break boards every time I watch it. That's, like, my biggest takeaway. Coors, banque- uh, Coors Banquets are awesome. But, secondly, if you really think about it, Johnny is the victim. It's all making sense that you're pro-Empire now. <laughs> like, No, think about this. Think about this. Johnny has a girlfriend. He's dating her. This new guy comes in, tries to steal his girlfriend, gets in his face. He beats him up on the beach. He's done with it, right? Then he's at... You know, he's, like, done with the guy. He sees him in school. He leaves him alone. The kid comes to his dojo, keeps bothering him. Then this kid, he's at a Halloween party. He's trying to smoke a little Jaybird or whatever. You know, he's trying to have a good time. <laughs> and the kid dumps water on his head, picks on him, keeps trying to steal his girlfriend, takes his girlfriend from him, you know, takes her on a date. Really, the girlfriend's the bad guy. That's my big takeaway, right? Because she starts this riff. But he Just has... Like real life. Because you, you learn about Johnny Lawrence's story. You learn about for where he comes from... It's about his retribution and him bringing back Cobra Kai and him trying to do right as an adult. And daniel San is in it. Daniel is in. He's living a successful life. You know, they talk about Mr. Miyagi passing because, you know, it happened. Um, and the first season... I haven't you're... heard you talk... I haven't heard you talk about uh, Jackie Chan or Jaden Smith. Yeah, when does Jackie Chan come? I'm a little confused. (laughs) Actually, my thing is, does Hilary Swank show up? Because I don't know if you guys know about the Karate Kid movie where Hilary Swank takes over the franchise, right? And Mr. Nagy trains her. That's one of Hilary Swank's first movies. So she will be in this film at Mm. some point, or this series. Because Netflix bought this off of YouTube. They already have season three, and they've already committed to season four because of how well it's doing. Whoa. I... It is, it's a stupid soap opera thing, but they actually, it's really great storytelling because it flips the idea of what is a bad guy. Because you're like, if you've seen the Joker, oh man, I kind of feel bad for him. And you see that he's this, he's a character of circumstances. And, and this is villainizing the bad guy when he's actually not really a bad guy. Like he's a dude who's made mistakes. But he also, you know, Johnny, he was the All-State Karate champion before Danielson. Danielson can fight. And Danielson <laughs> won on an illegal move. You're not supposed to do that. So, and, and you know, Johnny's not the one who swept his leg. All right. That was the Creed told him, I'm telling you guys, you need to do me a favor and binge watch Cobra Kai. Totally okay. I, I, I don't make promises I can't keep. I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> Bro, like, I, if you watch, if you watch, you trust me on Demon Slayer. I, and even though you were forced to watch that and it was good. Correct. I, yeah, it was, it was good. Listen, I have no idea what this 80s movie is about, but I do not believe when they were writing the 80s movie, they're like, yeah, this is definitely going to spin off into its own series one day. It feels like unnecessary. No, totally not. But someone saw the opportunity. No, someone saw the opportunity and crafted a really good story from this cheesy 80s movie. That's the really intriguing part. Not going to lie. You had me at soap opera, so I think I'm in. Okay, all right. You're going to go back and watch this, aren't you? Are we you? talking coming coming of age tale? Because um, I think it's more doing it right. There's there's a there's like a, a side story too about because they have kids and their kids are having this interaction of uh, karate battles, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's all under the lens of karate. And so like if you have like a teenager, they would like that too. But there's this adult story for those of us that were invested in the story of Johnny and Daniel and. Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai. Well, Casey, I'll watch this, but here's the deal. You have to watch The Runaways. Oh. The Runaways. What's that on? Hulu. Uh, no, Hulu? it's probably on Disney Plus now, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to look. I, I feel like I watched it on Hulu. Hey, 
I will watch. Okay, what is The Runaways about? Okay, it is a Marvel TV show uh, about teenage, we'll call them mutants. Oh, I've seen it. Okay, Are you looking going. it up? Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay, about teenage mutants trying to make their way in the world, uh, dealing with family issues and what it means to have superpowers. Okay. Uh, and I don't know, maybe your parents also have superpowers, okay. right? Like, what, is, okay. what does that mean? How Really grappling with things. Now, okay. it is on Hulu. I do not have a Hulu account. <laughs> One of you is going to have to give me yours. We can talk about this off air, but I will watch oh, it. Oh, man. Dude, I'll give you... He needs a sponsor. <laughs> hey, hey, I would love... Okay, look me up, Hulu. There, but Runaways, I'll watch it for sure. Runaways, yeah, yeah. It's You're only three seasons. It. Yeah, you only have to watch the first two. The third season is... Shelby, did you did you end up making it through the third season? Oh, you know I'm a Marvel fan. <laughs> I watch everything Marvel. I watched that whole thing. It was horrible. It was. I can't believe you put that on Casey. Oh. Is it Cloak and Dagger bad? Whoa, whoa, no, whoa, Cloak and, whoa. No, Cloak and Dagger is actually really good. Like, <laughs> All right, we're going to end it on that. All right, no, well, 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 last thing that I want to say is SNL's back, and you mentioned it. Dude, watch SNL. It's It's great. It's back. It's awesome. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight for another episode of the Underpowered Podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for being here. Um, what do you want to know? You want to know that we're on Twitter at Underpowered Pod. You want to know that we're on Instagram at Under.Powered. And you want to know that UnderpoweredMedia.com is where we live. Check it out. Casey launched it. We're going to start putting content mm-hmm. up there. Fully functioning wow. website. Feel free to shoot us over an email to emails at underpoweredmedia.com also dr the zubat he frequents the discord you can uh, check us out in the discord we're talking about games and, and cobra kai <laughs> maybe not <laughs> with that we out play your games